Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in again. It's going to be the weekend here. And uh, of course you know me, I'm I'm always stepping on toes and I'm going to do it again today I think. But um, the thing that's been on my mind is What are we supposed to do? You know, in the last couple couple of weeks, I've been exposed to some people and some things, and you know, we how we minister to people and help people out, and yet there are some of us that we just punch the time clock on Sunday. We get up, get our coffee, and our coffee cup and we run to church and we sit there and listen to what the preacher says and shake everybody's hands and smile and, and then we leave not to return until the next Sunday but while we were there there was people asking for prayer and there was a probably a prayer list in your bulletin or on your overhead and there was um, spoken prayers and and people that talk about uh, needs in the neighborhood or food pantries or you know somebody needing their yard cut um, car broke down or their, their hot water heaters broke any number of things that any number of people in the church have the qualifications to take care of or help or fix. If not, there's people in the church that have the money. They could just write a check or or put money in an envelope or hand it to the pastor and say, this is for so-and-so's problem. But yet we're too busy. We're too busy. And then we really don't do anything when we leave the church. We just forget about it until next week. Go about our business. Somebody else's problem that's not ours. But you know, I'm a Christian. I, I bought my ticket to paradise, and that's all I got to do. I don't have to do anything else. I can sit at home on my couch and watch Charles Stanley on Sunday morning and that's all I need. I'm getting into heaven. But let's get into Galatians chapter 6. And this is where the term comes from, you reap what you sow, because in chapter 6 verse 7 it says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. But that's not what I want to get into. Um, we'll start with really verse 9 and 10. It says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, 
Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So Paul's telling the church that we have to take care of each other. We have to take care of our elderly. We have to take care of people that are down on their luck. We have to take care of people who just can't seem to get ahead of the power curve. We're supposed to do it. We're supposed to take care of the household of the faith. Why is that so hard for some people to do? In my commentary, it says, Believers are to commit themselves to good works, especially among one another. A commitment should be made that allows them to continue without giving up. Why is that so hard for people to do? Why are people only worried about themselves? And you know, I see that a lot. I hear it a lot. People are like, oh, if God is so good, why does this happen? And blah, blah, blah. And then then you got people that are out there. They're doing what they can to help others. They do their charitable deeds and acts. And like I said, I've seen it time after time. You've got the people that punch the clock on Sunday and get their refill on Christ. They hear their sermon and out the door they go and not to return again, not to not the shadow, not to grace the door, darken the door, not to darken the door of the church until the next appointed time. That's somebody else's problem. Let them do it. But he says in verse 12 and 13, as many desire to make a good showing in the flesh, those would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of the Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. What this was referring to was he was talking about the Jews and the people that were um, converting to Christianity. They wanted them to be circumcised to obey the law, but yet not even they were obeying the law. But what does it refer to to us? It's like those people at church, the deacons, the elders, the holy rollers, the know-it-alls, to tell you what you're supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to be dressing, how you're supposed to be acting, how you're supposed to give of your time and work and whatever for the church. But when the preacher says, Amen, peace be with you, see you next week, man, they're gone. They're not doing anything. But they're fussing at everybody else for not doing something. These are the people that are circumcised in the law. And that bird is loud. That was an amen from heaven, I guess. But they desire to have you be circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. It's the people saying, do as I do, do as I say, but not as I do. That's what that is. Do as I say, not as I do. And it says in my commentary, although Paul was circumcised, 
That was not the mark he took pride in. Paul wore the marks of Jesus, surely a reference to the scars he received from beatings, stonings, and other such experiences he had endured. Those marks identified who he served and to whom he belonged. So anyone who resisted his message, caused him trouble, was an opponent of Christ himself. Well, Paul had one thing going for him, or rather, going for his message, not necessarily going for him, was that in those days, he got beat for it. When's the last time somebody got drug out of a church and beat that you know of? We don't beat people anymore. We don't whip them. We don't cane them. But, good Lord, God knows we should, some of them. That's the problem with our church. We preach hellfire and damnation, and then when it comes to something, we just like, oh, poor child, he's been abused, or she's been mistreated, and we need to cut him some slack. You need to call out what sin is. People, you need to call it out. Doesn't mean you can't love on people, but you need to call it out. You see, that's the problem that we have today, is everybody's too busy. Churches are closing their doors. People are complacent. It doesn't matter to me. I have no skin in the game. It's not going to matter. Let somebody else do it. And they're okay with it. Used to go to a church in uh, Concord, North Carolina. Church was uh, it's a good little old church at the time. Had some decent people in there, but every time they needed somebody to work in the nursery, always same lady, Miss Jean. Nobody else would ever step up to work in the nursery. Miss Jean was up in age. Sweet woman. Work with the kids. But the problem with with, with uh, Miss Jean was she had lost part of her vocabulary. Somewhere in her life, she lost the ability to say the word No. And the young mothers in the church that had kids would come and throw their kid off and go and go sit in church and go do whatever. Never lift a hand to help Miss Jean. And Miss Jean, as a, as a result of that, was worked to death. But yet when we'd have meetings at church, everybody would talk about, oh, we need good child care, we need this and do that. But nobody wanted to help Miss Jean. And eventually, Miss Jean gets wore out. That's just one situation. There's lots of other people that do the same things. 
and there are many churches all all around the world. You've got the one person that always comes in and opens the church up and closes the church. You've got the one person that's faithful to run the sound system. I know my buddy Ronald, he's been running the sound system in Concord at another church since I was a kid there, I believe. And went back from my dad's funeral and old Ronald was still running the sound system. Sound system's been updated over 50 years, but not Ronald. People want to move the church up and say things to do, but nobody wants to do the things they say. You're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And I think many people are part of the problem. Our churches would work so much better if we took care of the ones in the church. You know, if we all took turns doing things, taking care of people, helping people buy their groceries or fix their cars, or things would be better. You know, it wouldn't hurt the churches if you had a little fun set up and just for people that need uh, things done around their houses. Washing machine breaks or microwave breaks. Car breaks down. People can't can't pay the have the things fixed. Well, they shouldn't have to ask the church. The church should say, we see that you're down on your luck and that your car broke down or your washing machine blew up or whatever. and We're going to buy you another one, another washing machine, and we're going to have your car fixed. We'll get your lawnmower repaired. You know... It's not a hard thing to do. It's not... Churches are in the business of taking care of people, but the business has fell off, and what the churches do is they're more worried about themselves now. And I know times are tough because COVID and people forget about supporting your local church they just go back to doing whatever and they don't want to help out but you know what it's like everything else in our life where we are faithful for god god will take care of us what are you doing to be faithful for god Remember, we will reap what we sow. What do you want to sow? Do you want to reap? Sow uh, 
something sweet and reap some thorns? Or do you want to sow thorns and, and reap the benefits of everybody else's labor? Chances are, you're sowing thorns, you didn't even know it, and you're going to reap thorns. I, I've seen a lot in the last couple of months that just continue to amaze me. And there are a lot of good people out there. But it just amazes me at the people that come off self-centered, half-cocked, more worried about themselves than anything else. And you know, a lot of times, when you catch these people outside and something they're doing, they're going to be real quick to tell you about they're a Christian and they want a Christian, a church discount. They're going to this church. They want you, they're going to blow their whistle and they want you to know everything about them. But what are they doing to help other people? Are you one of those people? This weekend, try to sow a little sweetness out there so that maybe you can reap a little sweetness. Try, try to be Try to be the Christ that someone else sees this weekend. Try to be the person that when you see that woman in a car on the side of the road, try to be the person that helps her out. You know, you don't have to scare people. You can stay in your car from a distance, roll down your window, say, is everything all right? Can I call you? tow truck can i call some help for you there's lots of things that you can do to help people pay somebody's meal this weekend give somebody a a, a gift card for a grocery store everybody can use help in buying groceries This is Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. I hope you have a a great weekend. Be safe. Stay in the Word. And give a compliment to your family, to your spouse, to your children. And just see how good your weekend goes. God bless.